0: Hello, everyone. I'm Joseph Peach, and this is my podcast, A Light in a World Filled with Lights. In this episode, I want to talk about a disease that wrecks the will of God in our lives. In my life, I have struggled with many sins, but to be frankly honest with you, I have struggled the most with the sin of self pity. Loathing in the boat of self pity is not only a thing I struggle with, but an issue that many people in our day and age grapple with. A quick Google search of the word self-pity will produce this statement. Self-pity is an emotion in which one feels sympathy, sorrow, and pity towards the self in regards to one's own internal and external experiences of suffering. Self-pity has also been defined as an emotion directed towards others with the goal of attracting attention, empathy, or help. You may ask, why is self-pity a bad thing? Isn't pity a good thing? Well, yes, pity is a good thing. In fact, pity is an amazing virtue, but it only is when it is virtuously enacted when one has compassion on the sorrows and sufferings of others. However, self-pity is turned inward. Instead of having our eyes open to our blessings and the injustice or misery of others, we get caught up in our own head. This is so dangerous because it wrecks the will of God in our own lives. This toxic disease runs rampant in our world. It has consumed so many good hearts and minds. It is apparent in our relationships and families. It can be seen and felt at our jobs, churches, and social and on social media. When I was neck deep in my own self-pity, I noticed two things. One, it destroyed my relationship with God. And secondly, self-pity destroyed the relationships I had with my family and loved ones. My relationship with God was ruined because self-pity will inevitably lead to sin. And sin will make us God's foe instead of His friend. Father Donald Miller, CSSR, put it this way, when writing about self-pity. Make no mistake about it, there is a great degree of self-pity behind every moral sin that is ever committed by a human being. I committed sins to cope with the self-pity I was feeling. For me, this all started back in high school. I believed God did not love me because even though I put in the hard work to be a successful track athlete, I got a tumor in my knee that derailed my success instead of being grateful that it was a benign tumor and that i could still walk i succumbed to the feeling that god abandoned me this selfish attitude would prepare me later in life to allow myself to give into my impure fleshful appetites because in those little moments of gratification the pain of my self-pity would be numb And my anger towards God for not giving me exactly what I wanted would be hidden. I was acting as a spoiled brat who, instead of helping my needy neighbors, just saw my own poverty, failures, and poor health. The culture encouraged me and everyone to do this. It tells us we deserve happiness now. For example, why wait for sex and marriage when you already love each other? Who is God to deny us such happiness? Does God not know how miserable, intolerable, and lonely life will be for us if if we have to wait for sex in a marriage? Poor me. Poor us. This is the case for every grave sin, such as contraception, fornication, theft, racism, abortion, assault, and etc., Why should a mother have to suffer an inconvenient and untimely pregnancy of her baby? She should have the right to kill her baby. Or even like life as a minority is so hard that I deserve to get reparations and people should support my business just because of the color of my skin. Or it could be like this. I cannot afford a new iPhone. So I should just steal that rich kid's phone. And, you know, even like uh, what happened lately in the Oscars when uh, Will Smith um, heard the joke um, that Chris Rock said about his wife. And his wife obviously was upset about it, um, but he decided to go up and slap Will, um, just slap Chris Rock in the face. Um, It's kind of indulged in the self-pity. Like, wow, you embarrassed um, us on national television. You um, hurt our feelings. You know how much pain that hurts? Poor me, you know? And so Will Smith decided to go slap someone. And I mean, we see that a lot, like in our own childhood, something that we would do. Someone makes fun of us, we might retaliate. And that's all from the the initial self-pity that comes from pride. And we do this instead of focusing on Christ's brutal passion and death for our very own sins. We focus on our inconveniences. Like in my life, I felt that my parents favored my siblings over me. I saw all the acts of generosity and love that they showered on my brothers and sisters and did not soak in the love that they had for me. Instead of trying to create a better relationship with my parents, I created a rift between them and me. I was consumed in, poor me, if only I was so-and-so, they would love me. It is no different for a spouse who thinks they deserve an affair or someone to, to love just because their marriage is hard. And, you know, the culture believes a divorce is necessary if someone is not happy in their marriage. And, you know, sometimes a split is necessary. But we, being the entitled brats that we are, are quick to moving on. We are quick to move out of and away from God's will in our lives. This is the complete opposite of Christ. He embraced his suffering. In the Garden of Gethsemane, on the night before he died, he prayed, My Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. To overcome our self-pity, we need to imitate Christ's example. The best way to do this is to humbly and energetically submit ourselves to God's divine will. The remedy for the cure of self-pity does not stop there. We must be faithfully dependent on God's helping grace. This means we understand life is and will be hard, but we must trust God will give us the grace to get through it. Oftentimes, the grace is there to get us through our rough day or to put up with an annoying loved one, but we choose to shun it. God's grace is like free air at a gas station, and we are like a flat tire on a car. And just like that free air is there to fill us up, God offers His grace to us, but He does not force it on us. Just like we don't have to fill um, a flat tire, up. but if we do, plug ourselves into God's grace. Or plug our air into the tire, we will regain the proper amount of, of air for a safe, smooth ride. Or, if we don't, we can ignore the, the air and stay put in our dangerous, unstable predicament. Unfortunately, too many of us choose the latter. We ignore God's helping grace and wallow in the misery of circumstances. How about we make our lives easier on ourselves and accept the graces God gives us? Let's even graciously ask for more. Another remedy to defeat self-pity is to have a personal devotion to the passion and death of Christ. We need to meditate often about what Jesus went through so we can have a better glimpse on how much suffering he endured compared to us. Just as we suffer psychologically and physically, Jesus endured even more extreme pain in those areas. Our pain is so little in comparison to him. To meditate on this, I would recommend like praying the Stations of the Cross or um, praying the Sorrowful Mysteries of the Rosary. And um, if you're Catholic, um, focusing in on the consecration at Mass, really participating in that sacrifice. But most of all, we need to unite our suffering with Jesus' suffering on the cross, we can have Him transform our pain into glory. Instead of hoping that other people will help you when they notice your trials and pain, look out for your neighbors who are suffering. See Jesus in them. If you need a new tire on your car, do not be afraid to buy a tire for a friend or loved one who needs a tire also. Instead of buying a new pair of shoes, purchase a pair for someone who needs them. Instead of spoiling yourself with with a steak dinner, go get a meal for someone who is hungry. If you are struggling with money, do not be afraid to tithe to the church anyway. And if you struggle with loneliness, go find a lonely person that needs company. If you have been racially oppressed, go be supportive of others who are also getting the same treatment. One of the ways that I made my strides at beating my self-pity was that I attempted to recognize the suffering around it. And then I chose to do something about it. Jesus did this so many times in his life. He healed so many people to not just show that he was God, but because he saw their suffering and he was moved with pity. The pity we need. The pity our culture needs. Pity that comes out of oneself towards others. Pity that drives toward to do the will of God. My challenge for you today is to think about an area in your life that causes you to struggle with self-pity. So like if you have headaches um, and they make you not able to get your work done and and you're just like, oh man, this is terrible and you just wanna complain about it, something like that. Or maybe you have something, um, something in your car that's not working that's making you upset or you have a scratch on your car and it's making you feel bad about yourself or maybe you have a wrinkle on your face or scar on your face that you can't fix um, something like that and so after you find something that's causing you pain um, please go look for someone in your life that's also encountering that same pain and then once you find that person, do something concrete to ease their burden. And um, that's all I have for today. Um, I appreciate you guys listening to this episode so much, and I hope you give me another listen at another time.